Welcome to Identity Matters Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Finney, and I will be your speaker today. Every believer needs to understand who they are in Christ. In our series, Identity Theft, we'll do just that. Help each believer truly know who they are in Christ. Thank you for joining us. This is part B. So this is a very clever area that Satan uses to destroy the minds of the young people. Sociology, identity in Jesus' societal guidelines. Well, here's one of them. Take your hat off when you walk into a building. Oh, that's not in the Bible. Afraid so. Don't touch your food until the hostess is seated, the prayer is prayed. You don't touch your food. You don't even touch the silverware. Oh, that's not in the Bible. Yes, it is. You see, all these little rules that are not written down in the Bible, we have somehow taken advantage of them. It's general common sense, respect for authority, who owns this table? You see? So when you used to have head of the table, father, he had arms on his chair. And oftentimes, for many generations, the mother at the other end of the table did not have arms on her chair. It was just one chair that had arms on it. You say, where culturally did we get that from? Kings. You see, all these little things that we we simply do not really understand anymore were little pieces of respect. When a any type of military officer, FBI, like we had an FBI agent at our bed and breakfast, and I showed him more respect than he probably has had in a coon's age. Because that is lost. And so I used to get out of the vehicle when I was pulled over. They don't allow you to do that anymore. But that's how I was trained as my father. An officer walks in the house, you stand up. I don't care what you're doing, you stand up. If any head, any leader walks into a building, into the room or whatever, you stand up and show a couple moments of respect. It's gone. Yes, that is in the Bible. These are guidelines that the word within us If Jesus is going to take off his baseball cap when he's in the presence of an authority figure, you probably should too. Do you understand that? If a leader walks in into a discussion, I have my baseball cap on, I'm going to take my baseball cap off. It is the obvious 
sign that this person is respecting me and they don't even have to say anything. Well, that's gone. I know that stuff because I grew up in the military. Do you know that when a military person walk, you can even watch this on Gomer. When they walk outside the building, their caps go on. Where do you think that came from? The early, you know, military groups that are in history? No. Check out some Jewish people and you'll understand. But we have reconditioned it. But now we actually live in a time, as our, as our hostess was telling us at the bed and breakfast, drives me crazy as men in their baseball caps. They have no more respect for me as a chef and blah, 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 blah. And I said, you are right. We don't stand at attention when an authority figure walks in. We stay seated. We, you know, it's kind of like whatever. But if you force me to have respect, I will. I'm at attention. I did happen to go through the the uh, Eisenhower Museum again because I had time to do it while Jane was resting. And as I was in one section of the library, I was I was at attention, and I kind of noticed myself. And I'm like, it is still in me. And I felt good about that. The guy's dead. But see, the office he represented is not. And this history I was reading is important, whether I supported his policies or not. We need to bring all this back. And of course, the physiology, identity in the Father's creation, that psychology is identity in the mind of Christ that is in you. It's not about your mind, what your thoughts are, what your opinions are. I think in during the milk stage of our growth, he made that kind of clear, didn't he? About milk and about our thoughts not being his thoughts and our ways not being his ways. That is 101. Doctrines. Not today. Opinions, everything. Well, that might be what you believe, but I don't believe that. And I like to just step into it a little bit and go, do you think your little mind and what you believe is going to adjust the mind of Christ? Will you say that out loud to me? Because see, it's confession I am above Christ is what it is. That's what opinion does. You just speak it boldly until another brother or sister walks up to you and says, actually, that's not what the word says. And then they show you and you go, oops, I'm going to adjust that starting today. That's kind of what we have the body of Christ for. And then finally, in friendology, it's identity in the body of Christ, not in your social network, friends, not getting that little thumb to pop up, it's in the body of Christ. There's identity in that. Don't associate with a so-called brother. Because if you do, and it lists out those eight things that are a little bit alarming. You see, we're to associate with indwelt believers. That's who you should be having dinner with. 
That's who you should be having fellowship with. That's who you should be exchanging conversations and life stories with. When you step outside of that, you should be in the mode of giving the gospel away, not dialoguing about it. You better have your stuff nailed down before you start sharing. Because if you're kind of learning from the unsaved, whoa, you are really backwards. I want to be nailed down in what I believe before I step out to share it. Or I'm going to get caught in a discussion I can't stand up in. It's called study to show thyself approved to handle accurately the word of truth. Because a day may come when you may be held in account to what you believe. Let's see who stands. And if the enemy stands... That was one of the most foolish things you've ever done. You're the one is to be the last man standing. So all of that together works its way into mission and vision. And that's what we're going to build these worldview centers upon is what you're looking at. Now when it comes to the original family, As this slide says, the first family unit provided the father with his central relationships, nature, or another way to say that is design. It's a very structural word, believe it or not, and support. God got his support from this original structure. He continues to get the support from this structure. If you think he has to dialogue with Jesus and have discussions with Jesus to work out Jesus' opinion versus his opinion to find unity in thought, then you do not know how the triune God works. Jesus doesn't, he doesn't need to question what God believes. He needs to adopt it. That is true instruction of a child. You don't question me. You adopt it. Your job is to adopt it and to mimic it. So what Jesus said, what you see me do is not, it's not I, but it's my father. What you hear me saying, it is not I who is saying it, but it is my Father's words. The job of the children is to say, yes, sir. There's no dialoguing with your children to train them up. That's foolishness. And it puts the child in the superior role as a child. And then pretty soon they come in for counseling and they say, our child is controlling our marriage. Yeah, you did a good job of that. Because you ask the child what they want. Foolishness. Well, honey, what, what, what do you think that, that means? What do you believe? Foolishness. This, it, it needs to be, this is what you must believe. Choice is yours. But these are the doctrines of the living God.
This is the foundation of this family. This is the foundation of our church. This is the foundation. You see, you do not ask for an opinion on foundation. You can on what color windows you want to put in, but you do not allow children to have their input, which they are children, if I remember correctly, on the foundation. You can do a review with the children on the foundation. What did mommy teach you about those three bricks? Oh, well, and they, they feed back to you what the mother said. That's the order of heaven. It's never changed. Do you realize that Jesus sitting at the right hand of God, the Father, still has not been given full knowledge of the Father. These people run around making YouTubes on, on, on the end times. It's funny. Because Jesus Christ doesn't even know the day or the hour. But yet man comes up with, on September 15, 2017, there will be a great collide of the cosmosphere of the... That, well, he's coming on your birthday. Yeah. Right over the, that little rocket thing there. But that's how ridiculous it is. He doesn't even know. Because the father doesn't want him to know. What's his reasons? Well, Jesus doesn't know. I'm sure I'm not going to try to guess. You see? And he's okay with that. Because he's a yes man to his father. Not many of those left. So God gave us an earthly model to live by through the order and pre-existing relationships he had and has in heaven. His creation was based on an order and a flow that he was most familiar with. And that was his own plan, of course. According to Hebrew studies, family is based upon several factors. Place of residence, tribe, descendants, property, father, authority, and marriage. You just saw the building bricks to something that is going on in heaven. You. And you don't fit into these areas, you're not going to heaven. Now, I don't want to be too shocking, but the odds are that 90% of the people listening to this podcast right now, you haven't been selected. Or maybe this is one of those special podcasts that maybe I am speaking to the choir mostly truly indwelt believers. That'd be very cool. But the odds are that when you line up ten people tomorrow morning, nine of them have not been selected. This is a reality shock. So people try to force themselves into this model and it doesn't work. They fail. They're called Christ 
followers. So here's what it looks like in a diagram form. We have God the Father, identity in father figure. Son, identity in husband, which is Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit, identity in the indwelt mind of Christ. Their original lineup was Lucifer, who had a third of the angels. We had Michael the archangel, who had a third of the angels. And then we had Gabriel, who had a third of the angels. Gabriel was responsible, and still is, of messaging, instant messaging. And then Michael the archangel was and, and is responsible for warfare. That's There's one standing at the back door whether you can see it or not. And then Lucifer was tossed out like a bolt of lightning because of his disrespect. He wouldn't take off his baseball cap in the presence of the Father. Do you understand how simple this happened? He just simply stood up when he was supposed to sit down. It was over. <clears throat> if we did that to every young person that we saw in the world today, we wouldn't have anyone to evangelize. If we truly managed disrespect the way that God did. No wonder Jesus says, yes, sir. Yes, Father. Thy will be done. Because there was this one example in heaven which was used by God to set an example for all of the rest of them. You think Satan was the only one given free will to respect? Are you kidding me? They're all under this rule. So that's why we do make a point at a discipline is because you want to use the discipline itself to even train the other children that mama is serious. Daddy is serious. When you let one go by, two sins come in. You let one of those go by and four come in. Pretty soon your children are at the age where you, you look at them and say, what did we do wrong? A lot of things. Now here's what we need to do to redeem. And that's where God picks up with us. I'm going to have to redeem you. Too many mistakes were made. And if you start blaming your daddy, Stephen, or blaming your mommy, your great-grandfather, instead of extracting the history investment that I made in them, then you, too, shall be disciplined. That's how it works. That's so why I don't blame my father for anything. Nothing. So, guess who got put in the spot? That's just amazing to me. That the bride of Christ, maybe God even knew that when he created Lucifer, that there was going to be a spot left. Maybe it was a part of the whole original plan. I wouldn't doubt that a bit. But it's what happened. We are in the family of God. We're up there. 
We are in this intimate relationship thing I've been explaining to you. We're there. We have privileges that are not to be taken advantage of, but they're to be respected and embraced. As you know, a rich kid that takes advantages of daddy's riches is a what, does Proverbs say? A spoiled child. And what happens, I don't understand it exactly, but what happens almost in every case is rich children rarely get spanked. Why is this? They all have what? Yeah, probably true. What's that? Right. It is therapy for the parents to give. And if they discipline and they cut off the giving because that would be reinforcing the child's behavior and you know the story. So that is why. Guess what? Beloved children of the living God, God doesn't do it that way. He spanks whom he loves. He tests whom he loves. He tries whom he loves. He even goes and grabs the devil on a regular basis and says, do this to him. Okay. He's a pawn. Create endless circumstances around the person. Can you imagine what Job was thinking in the end? I mean, he didn't lose his truck. His engine didn't just blow up in his camel. I mean, we're talking about death, death and mayhem. Everything except for his wife. Who was needed to re-crank the engine, by the way. And she was, she was a, she was a typical woman knew a divorce, I would think. He probably was a typical man that a woman would divorce, which is probably why she was nagging. I don't know. But what I do know is the dialogue between God the Father and Satan at the beginning of the chapter, first chapter. The whole deal was done by permission and Satan himself had to ask for permission to create havoc in his life. And if you think you're more special than Job, Give me a 602 on that, 292-2982, because you are not more special than Job. Satan needs permission to do everything to you. And guess who hands him the paddle? It's not Lena over at the old farm cafe. It's God. Powerful stuff. The original family is not accepted in the millennial culture and generation today. And we just need to understand that. So God the Father holds his residence in heaven. His tribe is the children of God and his angels. His descendants were created through Adam and spiritually through his son's marriage to the bride of Christ. That's us. 
God's property is in heaven, and the earth is his created footstool, so it's part of his property. Satan thinks it's his, but that's just an illusion. God has the ability to crumble up this creation and throw it into outer darkness because it's his. And then it goes on. He created uh, man to be completely dependent on him as the father, gave him, his son, authority over everything. This makes up of the perfect plan for the development of God's authentic family unit, his tribe. So you see all those pictorial words describing the essence and the foundation that's in heaven is already sealed. There's no negotiating it. There's no getting degrees off of all these things in schools. It is what it is, and it's done, it's completed, and our job is to say, yes, sir. I will set my family up with these principles. Satan's goal, of course, is to have the present generation reject the first family. Why? Because he was rejected from the original first family. It's revenge. Satan has masked himself as the new millennial Jesus, which, of course, requires a new kind of Christianity. This new kind of Christianity will help him set the the stage for the entire human race to be dependent on his six dependencies, which are his fallen tribe, his descendants, his property, which he thinks is the earth. He He won't even own the pit of hell that he's going to. Dependency on the father of lies, limited authority, and of course, the marriage of the whore. Book of Revelation. Pretty nasty stuff, but that's his goal. And he's getting a awesome open rate and click ratio. It's working. Why would he stop? The millennial view of family completely rapes the world of the true reason and purpose of God's family. Because of mankind's sin, we have made serious modifications to the original design. The design of heaven is not restrictive, but it's freeing and perfect. God has never modified his family, his view of family here on earth nor in heaven. If he did so, it would be given in to the plan and plot that Satan has in taking over God the Father. Of course, that's his ultimate goal. Satan was removed from heaven because God wouldn't adjust his order to accommodate the views of the follower. And only you can go out there and listen to the radio and television and media online or offline or books that you read, and just think of the endless books, data, communication that is wearing people down. Solomon said, the writing of books is endless. The devotion to these books is weariness to the body. Knowledge wears you down so a leader can control you. Don't ever forget that. It's how we do it. 
And I put the we in there because God himself does it this way. He wears us down so he can have the control. And if you're a control freak, that doesn't sound so pleasant. And to you I say, whatever. Because whether you're a control freak or not, your little ounces of or droplets of control you're throwing out of life is not going to adjust God for you. He won't do it. He didn't love you that much. Because that's not real love. That's spoiling a child. Real love is restrictive. It has guidelines. It's got premises. It's got, it's got everything needed to cause that child to grow up under all aspects under him. And to that, Lord, I say thank you. Here's our identity matter statement for today. The view of millennial generation as adopted regarding family is a result of sin. That of being independent of God. God, the Father, has established a system of family through his divine order, birthed in his kingdom, not here with creative leaders. I told a historian in Abilene the other day that I truly believe that that Ike is going to, the President Eisenhower is going to go down as one of the best leaders in history. Okay, that might be true in an earthly sense. I mean, many don't realize the man was a world leader before he was a president. He was moving and shaking countries and directions long before he became a president. Very skilled man. Of course, we look at our human leaders like that and we admire them. After they're dead, of course, but I mean, we admire them. Yet when it comes to God, it doesn't work. They don't admire him. Maybe it's because God's not dead. Just maybe. It's always easier to admire someone when they're dead than have to face them because what made them a good leader is they're immovable. Might be something to that. The pain and bitterness caused by the father of lives through each earthly father and mother gives no one the right to attack or attempt to change the order of family life here on earth because it was birthed in heaven. By attempting to do so, one would be joining the original plan of Satan, his six humanitarian dependencies. If you would like more information about the identity that you do have in Christ Jesus, if you're an indwelt believer, doesn't even matter if you've never heard of this before. Your identity in Jesus Christ as a true indwelt believer is already sealed. You just got to open the door, go in that room, sit down in the rocker, and spend some time with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the triune teachers of your life. But I'm here to tell you, you better stay in that chair, show respect, take off that stupid baseball cap, and respect the leaders that are giving you the knowledge of the holy. Shut your mouth when you're in the presence 
of God. Let him do the talking. And then when you come out of that room, you can talk all day long. You can tell everyone what you heard in that room. It's called the inner room of your soul, which is where Christ's mind speaks and has opinion about everything. And he got that opinion from his father. So when you get those little pieces, you're going to grow so fast, you're not going to know what to do. But if you're lethargic and lazy and more into worldly things to make you feel happy, well, give it a try. Because you're going to end up in this place of opening this door sooner or later. Because the commandment of God is that he loves intimate relationship with his babies, with his children. You can call us at 602-292-2982 or give us a text. You'll get a faster response. Again, you can go to our website at www.iomamerica.org. we got tons of stuff on this website. And I know it's kind of like putting a steak dinner in front of someone. If they're really, really hungry, they're going to devour it. And if they're not, they'll nibble at it. We get both kinds. Even people here in this local congregation are nibblers. You don't devour. Well, it's all a part of where you're at. But this, this boy wants to be one who devours what God gives him. And that's how we built our website and it's ready for your review. You've been listening to Identity Matters Podcast. We appreciate having you join us today. Feel free to log on to our website at www.iomamerica.org. We have lots of resources available for you on the believer's identity in Christ. Again, thank you for joining us.